and welcome to another episode of Coffee and Valkyries. I'm Jacob. As always, on the other line is Susie. Hello, Susie. Hey, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. How about you? Doing great as well. It was a mixed bag in Seattle soccer world over the weekend, but the rain walked away with the wind in, in a hot, hot, hot and humid Houston. Yes, they did. It was a, a one goal affair between Rain FC and Houston Dash. That goal coming courtesy of Rosie White to open up her Rain FC goal scoring account. Congratulations, Rosie, if you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah, she had a she had a great match, a great stamp in the stamp she left on in her new team. So excited mm-hmm. to see more from her. So yeah. Um so Rain FC get the goal in the twenty first minute and then from there on, it was basically them playing lockdown defense. Uh, I know they got a couple chances in the second half from what I can remember. But yeah, it was pretty much the rest of the way. It was just solid defense and then once again, solid play by goalkeeper Casey Murphy. Yeah, Casey Murphy was really impressive. She came up with some big saves. I would say Rain, it felt like um, a fair result heading into halftime being up one nothing. I thought they created some good chances. Um, and, and like you said, they had a couple in the second half, but it really, you could kind of see them start to let the humidity hit them a little bit. And all of a sudden they were just sitting behind the ball and trying to preserve the one Oh lead as, as much as possible and credit to their defense and overall work that they held on. I think Houston will regret a few of their chances that. They could have easily slotted in a goal or two, but that's the luck of the game, and the rain got got the better of it over the weekend. Yeah, I'm looking at the stats, and Houston had 19 shots to Rain's eight, but of those 19, only four were on target. So I'm sure it, while as the game was going on, you know, they were probably thinking, you know, don't uh, don't break, bend a little bit with the defense. But when you look at that stat line, it kind of feels like none of the really none of the shots. Houston had were really ones that were really going to threaten Rain FC in general. I mean, there was one, there was that one shot by Kelly Ojai from distance that caused Casey Murphy to go stretch all the way out to the left. And we got a pretty good gift of that. Yeah. Did yeah. Do you feel like where any of the runs that Houston were making were really dangerous runs? I thought that Ojai looked one of her, like looked in the second half. Like she was having one of her best games of the year. It's she's been a little quiet this year and she was mm-hmm. getting down the end line like she's known to do and putting in some dangerous balls in the box. And I think Huerta had one or two that she probably could have put away and just guided over. But um, you know, the rain have had so many chances like that in recent weeks and it was nice to see it fall in their favor for once. And I think in the first half in particular, I just remember Houston kind of over and over and over taking long shots, speculative shots from distance that didn't really amount to much. And that's kind of what they were forced to do until the rain went up a goal. Yeah. And it's like the saying goes about soccer being a funny game. You have Ojai having her best game of the season. And then it's just nobody else around her was seem to pick up on that and capitalize on that. Yeah, and um, Rachel Daly, who I love watching play and just got so much fire, she was in particular super frustrated on the evening, and you could just see it in her demeanor yeah. all over the field. Yeah, she was putting on her best. I would like to speak to the manager. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think it was just good overall for Rain FC to get that win, but also get it in the manner that they did of tight defense and – uh, Casey Murphy returning to form after you know the two game skid where the team collectively gave up six goals between those two losses to North Carolina and Chicago Red Stars. So it's one of those I'm sure they're feeling really good about the collective performance from Friday night. Yeah, and um, I just there's something to be said about momentum and heading into a two game home stretch with a midweek match. There's nothing you want more than to head into that with a win regardless of how you get it. So there that's like such a huge confidence boost heading into Portland on Wednesday. Yep. 
And yeah, that midweek matches against that old familiar foe, the Portland Thorns. Team you might have heard of. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, something about the Rain FC Portland Thorns rivalry is like the biggest deal in the NWSL, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, let us talk about their next opponent, Portland Thorns, who are coming off of what they have to feel is just a total disappointment of a 1-1 draw against Sky Blue FC. Yeah. Um, I can't, I don't have it in front of me, but the expected goal differential on that one was like three to one in Portland's favor and the game ended one, one, if that gives you any indication, if you miss the match. Um, I thought actually from, for many parts of the match, so I was impressed with sky blue and how they maintained possession against Portland in that first half. So, um, it, it kind of showed if you, uh, if you can control the ball and keep it, you can kind of take Portland's game away a little bit. But all that said, they were also without four of their U.S. national team players, so who should be back on Wednesday. So it'll be kind of a different ball game. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, with that game uh, between Portland and Sky Blue, yeah, those opening 20 minutes, Sky Blue were basically like saying, all right, we can, we can come in here and um, – do something yeah and then i totally understand the frustration for a lot of portland thorns fans is the fact that there were two uh instances in the penalty box in the first half that could have and should have been called for penalties and they get that soft makeup one that actually was yeah. in a penalty and yeah i can totally uh you know understand that they were frustrated with the quality or lack thereof of officiating but you know that's you know, it's not just exclusive to Portland. It's something that happens with all NWSL games. It's just one of those things where hopefully the more people are watching, the more people are aware that the quality of officiating is not the best. And then, you know, more fans can demand better refereeing. And then, you know, we get down that fun road of like things being a lot better for the league in in general. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think Portland fans and Portland, the team, has to be pretty frustrated by um, at least two of those that didn't get called, and I understand that. But that game was definitely theirs to win. Oh, yeah. Um, It doesn't excuse uh, their lack of finishing. Yeah. And then also just the inability to clear out that box, uh, to clear out the box that results in Imani Dorsey's equalizing goal, which is really nice. Yeah, it was a solid, just hit it low into the corner and see what happens. It was a great shot. Yep. Um, looking around elsewhere in the league over the weekend, you had Chicago Red Stars beating Utah Royals 2-0. Yeah, Chicago continues to look super solid, even without some of their national team players too. And it's funny that, for the last, well, until this week with the rain, but the last few weeks, two of the teams with the best defensive record have looked a little vulnerable, and Utah's definitely struggling defensively these last few games. Mm-hmm. I know mathematically they're not out of it, but does it feel like after that loss at Chicago that Utah's kind of closer to not making it to the playoffs? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see these next few games. I think they're you I you know, you hate to use the word must win, but if 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 Utah doesn't get a, f- a few in this next few weeks, it's going to be super hard and super hard for them. And I just think they don't quite have like the midfield core that they need to go to go to the playoffs. I mean, Boquette, Vero Boquette is um, an incredible player, but she can't do it alone. And yeah. so, well, who you put around her and how you get her on the ball more and create more chances yeah. just seems like they haven't quite figured that out since she's come back from injury. And you and I have seen that up close and personal with a Laura Harvey team that is basically relying on a maestro in the midfield. But you take that maestro out of the equation, you know, you kind of, you want other players to step up, but at some point it, you know, they can't answer the call every single time. Yeah. 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 So I'm not necessarily willing to write them off, but they need to do a little bit more to prove to me that 
they deserve one of those or they're gonna make it one of those four spots yeah the the uphill got a lot steeper after losing at chicago definitely then you also had north carolina uh beating washington spirit on a goal to zero that was supposed to be played on friday night basically the same time as rain fc were down at houston but uh Inclement weather um, and shoddy or questionable drainage. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at making those. Tell things. the courage that. Yeah. Um, I just feel so bad for the spirit. I feel like the bad weather just follows them, whether that they're at home or on the road, and they just cannot avoid these weather delays. Mm-hmm. Or they spirit. Bring, they, they bring the bad weather wherever they go. Yeah, just don't know, don't know what to do about them. We need to ask our friends at Black and Red United for their theories as to why that is. Yeah, yeah. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I feel like they have to have been the team affected most by mm-hmm. weather delays in the league. Yeah. Yeah, the, um, I think the 1-0 scoreline might not be indicative of, of chances that either side had Washington had her, one of their best looks on goal. I feel like they've ever had against the courage and couldn't finish. So they had a chance, a really solid chance or two. And then the courage were really um, doing a lot of damage coming down the left side with Jalene Hinkle and she had uh, a pretty solid game. So they could have easily put in another goal or two as well. Yep. No surprise, the courage continue to be goal dangerous. Yeah, exactly. So um, we're going to take a quick break on this podcast. And after the break, you're actually going to listen to pretty sure why anybody's listening to this episode like they listen to all other episodes is because we have another Rain FC player interview. This week, Susan and I got a chance to talk to Rain FC defender Celia Jimenez Delgado and I think you folks are going to enjoy this one. So we'll be back right after the break. So Susie and I are here chatting with Rain FC defender Celia Jimenez Delgado. Celia, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Susie, how are you? Doing well also. Now, I know um, you are um, you play for the Spanish national team and are from Spain, so you're probably used to people mispronouncing your name quite a bit here in the States. <laughs> For folks who are listening, if we wanted to say it correctly, how would we say it? It would be Celia Jimenez Delgado. Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) No problem. So uh, before we get to know you a little bit more about you, Celia, uh, let's talk about uh, this past Friday. uh, Rain FC were down in Houston, Texas, and you guys came away from that with a one-goal victory. What were your overall thoughts on the team's performance? down at Houston? Um, I think we did pretty well. It was definitely a rough game. The temperature was so high and the humidity was also like really high, which always makes the game harder. It was hard to breathe. We also have um, played about like 100 minutes. So it was definitely a rough game, but I thought we did a pretty good job of like managing the game and just being in charge of like what the rhythm of the game was, what we wanted to um, present, like what was our game plan. And I thought we did well just by scoring that goal. And then we played smart from there, just like playing compact, staying as a team, shifting from one side to the other and just defending, keeping the, the clean sheet and just having those three points and bringing them home. And um, you're now halfway through your first season with the, with the rain um, after getting drafted last year. What has been just your overall reaction to, to playing in Tacoma and to playing under Blackco? I mean, absolutely, like, awesome. I'm loving it right now. Well, just like the city, the state, um, the team. I think last year when Blacko drafted me, it was like a dream come true for me. Since I came to the U.S., I had dream of playing professional. And I think like there is no better way to do it than like getting recognized by a team such as um, at the time Seattle Rain, now just Rain FC. 
And having the opportunity to play with uh, players like Rapino, like um, Jess Fishlock, it's just unbelievable. And also to be able to share a locker room with them and just like learn every day and have the the time and the just experience to like laugh and enjoy practice together, it's great. I think also the, the league is really competitive. They have awesome teams and like absolutely top, world-class players and I think that's like also playing in my favor right like I'm still pretty young and like one of my objectives is to keep improving on the field also off the field but I think this is a great opportunity for to me for me to just every weekend go on the field and match up against these like great players and keep improving and you I know you um finished up your degree last year and then you actually went and played for the Sounders women team which congratulations on the championship win you all had last year. How did you, feel, how did you feel like that experience? Did, do you feel like that helped prepare you for the next step to become a pro? Absolutely. I think it was a great transitioning from like college to then just coming here and starting to play with like other um, players that were already like semi-professional. Some of them were like also trying to go pro. And I thought it was a great middle step just to adjust and get ready for the NWSL. Do you remember um, Vlatko giving you any sort of instructions or like this is what he wanted you wanted to see you uh, develop in during your time playing at Sounders Women and then also during your time playing at uh, Rosengard before coming over officially with, the, with Rain FC? Um, actually, we uh, were really trying to like make it happen last year to play um, for Seattle Rain, but since I graduated in May, it was like, hard because all the international spots were full. Mm -hmm. So I think we used that time just more of like a preparation or just like keep building that, um, I don't know, technique, tactics, and just keep working. So when the moment came and the opportunity presented, I would be like at the best um, conditions possible. So I think just Sounders and Rosengard also like I had the opportunity to play champions, like which for me was like really important. Like as a European player, that's like something that everybody dreams about and wants to do. So I think like they were both um, great, great ways to just get ready. And when the moment came this season and um, we had international spot opened, I mean, I was like dying to, to play and absolutely ready for it. You have, you're, you mentioned you're still quite, quite young in your professional career, but you've already played in a Champions League game and you just went to your second World Cup. Um, do you? feel like this world did this world cup feel different to you than than the first one yes actually i think um it was like really interesting because i think this world cup was more of a social ex experience than like personal experience when i played in canada i was really young i was only 19 years old and it was like the first time that spain played in a world cup ever so it was yeah. just like kind of like a shocking moment like everybody was super excited the whole country was like oh my god like what's happening like this is so so awesome so it was more of like a learning experience like we got to Canada and we didn't know what to expect we didn't know the level of those teams and those players so it was just like a like a first step into it but I think the second World Cup in France, the team was a lot more matured. We know we knew a lot more about managing games and like just the internal part of the game that is not just about tactics or technique. And um, the the reason why I was saying earlier that it was more like a social ex experience was because I've seen how much women's soccer has grown just were in the world and especially in Spain after Canada so many companies the federation so some other institutions they have invested so much money and time and resources and I see how that has made our team better or national team better but also how the league is developing and how so many girls sees uh, so many girls see the national team players as reference as like this big professional athletes that they want to become one day and I think that's that's great I think that is an incredible feeling 
and just to like experience how your country supports you and how like they want more and they're just living that experience with you it's it's an unbelievable feeling could you have ever imagined uh when you were uh growing up the first time you kicked the ball uh kicked the ball that you know you'd be here in your mid-20s with already two world cups under your belt and playing professionally in the united states <laughs> the question is did i imagine did i dream about it yes <laughs> <laughs> I ever thought it would actually come true and happen I wasn't so sure but <laughs> I mean I fought for it and I for sure worked for it but um, I feel really really lucky and really blessed in like about where I am right now and especially in this team just because of like the great coaching stuff that we have and the great chemistry of this team but um, yeah I think if I if I look back on it now and I see that little curly hair girl I can definitely agree that she was excited about this moment there was a there was a great ESPN article about you and your path to the degree you chose in college and we were just talking about it actually a little bit before we hit record um, but we know you graduated with a degree in aerospace engineering and it sounds like you actually this has been a passion of not just yours but your sister's um, maybe for those who don't know your story, can you talk through what um, what made you choose that that career option and that degree? Yeah, um, so <laughs> I always like, laugh when I think about it because I imagine um, my little <laughs> self just like building and destroying like everything that had like cables or was electronic. <laughs> Um, but the truth is, ever since I was a little girl, I loved math, I loved technology, and I was like really curious to see like what the machines looked like in the inside. So I would tear apart my mom's phone or like my sister hair um, dryer gone. Yeah, and like, I don't know, I was just like really curious by it, and I think that's where it all started. And then when I went to high school, um, I was like really good at math and I think just putting all those pieces together they um, led me to aerospace engineering I also think like the idea of this like huge piece of metal this heavy huge piece of metal flying from like one point of earth to the other extreme point just because like the human being says like oh I want to cross the world mm -hmm. it's a ridiculously crazy idea but also like the coolest idea ever so I don't know I I knew from since I was a kid and like I was really passionate about that did you ever have I was um I loved math in high school as well and was really good at it and I kind of now looking back on it realized nobody really told me as a girl growing up what I could do with that passion it was never really encouraged quite as much did you did you have that and did you just say I'm doing it darn it or did you have um, someone who in particular really encouraged you to, to follow that passion actually I think I am really really lucky because my family is just great and awesome and they're super supportive not only like with my um, studying career but also with like soccer or anything that I wanted to do my mom has always been by my side every step of the way, even though when um, I had to like make hard choices, like when I was 15 and I had to like moved um, away from home just to keep playing soccer. Even though we were like three hours away, she was always like super present. And just like if I needed her in the middle of the night, she would like, you know, just be, be right there, like be on the phone, just provide me with what I needed. So I think like, since I started competing, which I think it was like, I was like six years old the first time I started competing um, in soccer to like the moment when I decided I wanted to go into engineering and be a girl in engineering, even though like I was the only the, we, we were only three girls in my class. They always supported it. They always thought that I needed to pursue my dream and whatever that looked like, it was okay and it was fine and they were going to do everything in their power to like make it possible too for me. That's awesome. That is awesome.
And it sounds like um, you've had a lot of encouragement, but you might have been the first person in your family to really love football and soccer. Yes, that is actually true. Um, <laughs> even though, like, we all love sports, and, like, I always say I am um, an athlete before I am a soccer player because I could definitely just play um, any other sport. I just love the competition and, like, the the values that come with it, the respect, the um, non-give-up, just thrive that the athletes have. I think um, I was the only one that played soccer in my family. So, like, I remember just going out to the streets and playing with my games in the middle of the day, just, like, during summer, during winter, and it was, like, all that I wanted to do. But um, even though it was just, like, a myself thing, they were always with me every step of the way, and I'm really, really thankful for it. You mentioned that uh, – uh, Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You mentioned that your fascination into in technology, just into taking apart things, anything that had uh, wires uh, with it, is how you uh, got into pursuing your education in aerospace engineering. Are you the the tech support, uh, for lack of a better term, on the team? Like, do other Rain FC players ask you, hey, something's wrong with my computer or phone, can you fix it? <laughs> actually, they're really good. Blackco um, and Milan are actually really good with like, technology. And mm -hmm. even with like the way, whenever we have to like draw like a soccer field on the board, they even like use rules and like all the angles has to be square. So <laughs> I have to say, I enjoy that so much. And, um, like calming for you. <laughs> yes, it is. And like, um, they like to be like in the chairs whenever we sit and we have like a meeting they all have to be perfectly aligned so like every time I walk into the meeting room you know I just feel like home I feel relaxed I feel calm and I just love it <laughs> we're not surprised to hear that Vlaco is very meticulous about things like that because we know and many times talking with them he loves to focus a lot more on the defenders on the team for you, what's it like just to get that extra, more hands-on, you know, attention to the position that you play and just to know that he's such a proponent about solid defense uh, as one of the team philosophies? I think it's great. And before I came, I didn't know um, much about it. But the first day I put a foot on the field with him, I just like – got shocked by like how much he knows but also like how well he like transfer or like communicate his message I think the way he thinks is like unreal I've mm -hmm. never met someone so efficiently driven in the world of like soccer and especially like coaches and I think that the language that he speaks is like the language that I perfectly understand so having him on the sideline and coaching especially the defensive line I just feel so lucky and every time he <laughs> he like says anything even if it's to another teammate I try to like be close and just pay attention to what he says because honestly like no word can like be um not heard because it's it's definitely worth it and I'm just, like so like excited and, and thankful that he <laughs> he is like so much all about defense. Well, it's a good thing you're eager to learn because I think you've played right back, center back, left back, <laughs> and attacking midfield so far this season. Is that right? Did I miss any? No, that is correct. But hey, we have so many other games to go, so we'll see how the season ends up. <laughs> what What was your reaction um, when you were told that you were going to be an attacking midfielder in that first game against Portland? You know, it's funny because, like, whenever he switches my position, he usually, like, doesn't give me the time to have a reaction. <laughs> he just goes, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just assumes that I'm going to be okay with this. So he's just, like, you're going to play midfield. And before I have time to, like, make a face or, like, be, like, what? Or just say, I don't agree with that. <laughs> he's, like, no. He walks away and he's, like, yeah, I trust you. You know, like, here, you, you got it. <laughs> So you got you also scored in your first attacking midfield start in Portland. Uh, what is for someone who's experiencing that for the first time? What was that atmosphere like to to play there? Um, 
for me it was really really special just because um i knew about portland it was like one of the teams that i knew even when i was still in spain about and when i got drafted by by seattle rain or rain fc um i knew about like that rivalry and like how competitive um the the teams were so i was like really really excited and especially um about this game because i was coming back from france and it was like the first um game that i was gonna play back uh for rain fc it was a portland i had never played at this stadium so i was like really looking forward to it and when i got there um it was like this incredible feeling like the the field was packed like they had I think it was about 2,000 I mean 20,000 people and everybody was so loud like they were just like yelling and like singing songs and it was just like the perfect atmosphere that you want to play into like some people think that it was like it could be like too much pressure but I feel like I feel off that I love how like when like games get intense and I think that was like just the greatest um atmosphere for me to like come back and scoring that goal I mean <laughs> I just like couldn't have dreamed of a better outcome we couldn't have dreamed a better outcome either because you scored <laughs> that goal and you silenced the, those 20,000 people in the stands and then you run over to Vlaco and you give him a bear hug and Did you know yeah. that he had he had had a, a knee injury at that point? <laughs> yep. Uh, honestly, I didn't think that through. Um, <laughs> when I was running from the goal um, to the sideline, I was just thinking, you know, like, I want to celebrate it with everybody. And then at the same time, I was just thinking, like, thank you so much for, like, trusting me and, like, drafting me. Like, I don't know. I just, like, felt like he has, like, put so much um, trust on me. And, like, I was really happy that I was finally able to, like, give him something like I mean yeah playing or like and like defending well it's obviously my job but like I don't know scoring at Portland when I was playing midfielder which is like so out of my comfort zone it was just like uh like a giving back right like you trusted me even though like you know this was a tough situation and like I'm really happy that I can like just respond back to that trust trustness I guess I don't know <laughs> yeah. um but when I was like running to him I was just like so excited and then I have to say it wasn't until like way after the game that I was like oh my god he just had ACL surgery <laughs> <laughs> so I texted him and like I didn't even ask him how he was I was just like please tell me you're okay because otherwise this goal is gonna become my worst memory ever <laughs> do you remember what he said uh when, after you sent him that message yeah he actually just said like yeah yeah definitely like i am totally fine plus winning is it's more important or something like that it's just some <laughs> competitive sentence that black girl would say you know <laughs> yeah it really is uh, something fascinating because when you score the goal you run to vlaco you give him a hug That's the second time somebody on the team had done that this season because earlier in the season, Bethany Balter scores her first goal. She does the exact same thing. So for uh, for me and Susie and for other Rain FC fans, it's just really nice to see that that sort of uh, just appreciation for what Flacco has done in bringing players like yourself and Bethany Balter into the league and that you guys are just so willing, so natural just to repay him for, you know, like you said, putting in, putting in that trust in you guys to go out there and, and play absolutely like I was mentioning in the beginning I think it's a dream come true that um I get to play in this league and I get to play for one of the best teams in the world but I think also having this like great atmosphere and this team chemistry it's just like honestly it's unbelievable it's hard to find nice players and like great athletes but that they are also great people it's just amazing and I think that's why all the players were like thankful to play um uh, within with each other but also like thankful of the coaching stuff that we have and like we just have that respectful relationship that when we get trust we also like to like respond back so I think it's great and I think Like you said, um, Bethany feels the same way, and I can like easily say that like every single player in this team feels um, the same. I don't think there's any other other 
question that we can have that would get a better answer than that. So we might as well move to some of the silly questions. All think, right. <laughs> okay, uh, first question. If a movie was gonna be made about your life, Celia, who would you uh, who would you want to play you? Oh man, that's a hard question because I actually don't know anybody famous. I'm definitely not <laughs> a, a person that knows like many actresses' um, names, but probably someone that is just like I don't know, young, a little wild, but also a little responsible. <laughs> um, but I couldn't tell you a name. We'll just have to find a breakout star that's not famous yet to play you. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like definitely not into like the reading magazines about like famous people and stuff. So sorry about that one. <laughs> no, no apologies needed. If anything, you should ask some of your teammates uh, who would they cast uh, to play you <laughs> to play you in a movie about you. That would be a good question. Maybe I'll get back at, back at you tomorrow. <laughs> sounds good. Um, next question for you, your uh, Reign FC players have a lot of really fantastic dogs. Um, what teammate, and I know you all had to take your dog to work day like a week or so ago. Um, which teammate has the best dog? Actually, you know, I'm biased in that one because my roommate is um, Mike Knapp and she has this little cute nugget called Renly. And you know, like, he's my buddy, so I have to go with him. It's so cute, that dog is adorable. <laughs> he really is. We actually would have been shocked if you didn't uh, go with your roommate, uh, Kristen McNabb, on that answer. Yeah, your roommate. Yeah, probably I would have wanted to come back home, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to find the door unlocked, I mean locked. Yeah, she would have just locked you out. <laughs> um. Okay, it's Rain FC match day, and you are in charge of the playlist to get everyone uh, energized uh, for the match. What three songs are going on the playlist? Oh, that's a good one because I actually did DJ the Portland game. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, what was on the list for that game? Um, I so definitely some Spanish reggaeton. Not much; just a little bit, like you know, maybe a ten percent. Um, uh, honestly, I don't remember like the songs either right now, but I like some pumping, um, song. um, let me think. Um, I'm actually going on like my Spotify right now to see if <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> um, any song, but I think I played team, same team by Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. um some reggaeton songs like i said if you want a title i think i played sola by manuel turizo or just in spanish sola by manuel turizo um i think i can get enough too by benny blanco and selena gomez so mm -hmm. there you have it the three songs <laughs> nice this may be the most controversial question we've asked uh, on on previous podcasts. Oh wow! Did you choose me for it. <laughs> uh, we asked everyone, so you're, okay, you're okay. gonna find out what side you're on. Oh man! Do you think pineapple belongs on pizza? Oh okay. Yes, I do. I'm sorry, people. I know so many people are like, oh my gosh, she's not cool anymore. Like, we don't like her. I'm cool, I promise, but I do like some um, pineapple on my pizza. Susie, finally, we got somebody that's on uh, pro pineapple. Is, oh my God, you guys too? You and Bethany, I think, are the only two. I yeah. think also said yes. You know, then it might be just like new generations, you know? Probably everybody's like also hating me right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know, because we got JC Johnson was emphatic in her, in her saying no about it. <laughs> um, Darian Jenkins was no on it as well. Jess Fishlock was no on it as well. Shay Groom was also no on it as well. But uh, oh, wow. yeah, so far you and Bethany Balt are the only ones that have said yes to pineapple on pizza. That just means you get to both share one whole pizza. So there you go. Yes, actually, that is a great idea because I also like eat a lot. So yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> that reasoning. 
So, Sila, you've spent, uh, you know, ever since you were drafted last year, you know, you played for Sounders Women. You're, you would say you're pretty much familiar with the Pacific Northwest area. Um, what are your favorite things about uh, just the region? That's actually a great question. I have to say, I usually don't fall in love with cities easily. Mm-hmm. But after a week in Seattle, I was so in love with it. Uh, like, it's just captured me and now that I get to live here by the water especially it's just awesome like you got this like beautiful mountains this beautiful green trees and I think everybody is like really into like the outdoors activities which I'm crazy about I like I said before I am an athlete (laughs) and I love any sport so like I actually love the fact that you can go climb like I don't know with like just driving 15 minutes away or you can go hiking like in a really good hike by like mm-hmm. 45 minutes or you can like swim like in a couple of minutes just down the road so I think like that's my favorite <clears throat> excuse me I think that's like my favorite part about um, this region it's just that you have gorgeous nature all around and you get to explore and to do all these like fun sports um, activities that said, if there was one thing that you could bring from uh, Spain over the to weather, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> without hesitation. Don't even finish that question. The weather. <laughs> I gotta say though, the weather from South Spain. That's that's it. Like that sun, that like orange sun sunshine. It's just oh, I do miss that. Mm. Luckily, your most of your time in Tacoma has been in the summer, so you get a, a good amount of sun here. That is true. That is true. <laughs> really, really happy about that. <laughs> um, looking forward to Wednesday's match. You guys are playing against Portland Thorns for the second time this season. What do you think the team needs to do to get the uh, full three points against them? Um, I actually think when you play against teams like Portland and especially them just because of their rivalry it's a mental it's a mental game like um, both teams obviously are talented both teams have great players the coaches are going to come up with like great plans but I think it's about like the individual battles it's the 1v1s who wants it more who wants it badly and I think it's like it's going to be crucial that we come to the game preparing that we come intense and that um, whenever like the first time, the first tackle, we set the tone and that mm-hmm. uh, we stay strong for the 90 minutes. Perfect. Well, Celia, um, is there anything else you would like to say before we let you go? No, I mean, thank you so much, you guys, for this beautiful time and <laughs> this, like, fun interview. I have to, like, admit it. It was fun. I did laugh <laughs> a lot. Um, but, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, thank you for having us, and good luck this week in your two matches. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you, Celia. And we are back. Susie, what, did you, what were your takeaways from uh, the interview we had with Celia? Um, my takeaways were it was, she was a ton of fun to talk to, and just what a just cool adventure and journey she's had to playing pro, pro soccer here. Um, but also, as someone who thought I was pretty good at math, I would never want to go up against her in a math competition because <laughs> she knows her stuff. Mm-hmm. Just that story about how even when, like, Blocko and his assistant coach Milan were drawing up plays under whiteboard, like, the meticulousness of Blocko and his coaching staff and making sure every angle, you know, the lines were straight, angles were correct and everything, and how that just – made her all the more giddy just how much fun (laughs) she has playing for this team but also playing for this coach specifically yeah it seems like a really good match for those two yeah and it's something that we've we've heard from pretty much all players over the course of the two seasons that Vlato has been in charge you know the veterans like Fishlock and Barnes and Yanez have all said you know if they weren't if they didn't believe in what his uh his program when he took over in November of 2017, you know, they would have left. Yeah. I thought it was, um, I was just kind of reflecting after we got done talking to Celia 
um, that um, when I talked to Vlatko in the preseason, when they were down in Portland for the preseason tournament, he was just like, I, um, she had started one game in the preseason at center back, and I was like, that's not where she normally plays, right? And he was like, no, she's never played there, but he just like, from the get-go, he was gushing about how quick of a learner, how smart of a player she was, and so um, I got the sense even then that he was going to put a lot of faith in her this year, and you're seeing it in all of the different <laughs> scenarios she's been thrown into. Yep. And let's not take away from one of the more important things about our chat with her. We finally got somebody to be pro pineapple on pizza. I mean, this is really the content people stay and listen to us yeah. for. So <laughs> so for those keeping score on the most important question that we have on Coffee and Valkyries, it's Bethany Balser and Celia, pro pineapple on pizza. It's everyone else that we've interviewed so far that's against it. Have have we asked each other in on on here? I can't remember. I think we have. I think we're both pro. Yeah, we're both pro. Okay. Yeah, I think we I couldn't remember if we'd said it out loud or not, but I'm definitely pro. No, we said we 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 discussed it on the first episode. Okay. Okay. So, reset the clock, folks. We're the winning side or the good side is back on it. <laughs> Oh man! Because we're you and I are convinced that it, that there are plenty more random sea players that are pro pineapple on pizza, and at the end of the day, it's probably going to even out to like a fifty-fifty split, right? Yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I bet you it'll be close. Yeah. So let's talk about the games ahead of us. Obviously, the big one between Rain FC and Portland Thorns on Wednesday night. You and I are going to be there at Cheney Stadium, obviously, to cover the game. Yeah. You want to put a score prediction? <sighs> or not a score prediction, but just an overall prediction. I think, um, I think more than two goals will be scored. But I don't, but I don't know what the scoreline will be. Um, I think the rain – I'm going to say the rain are going to win. Nice. Um, How are you feeling? I'm gonna go with a draw. Yeah, I could I could see that being a likely scenario. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a draw. I'll take it too. And then also on Wednesday evening, you have Utah Royals hosting Sky Blue FC. Um, I think the Royals might might get the three points that I said they desperately need to stay in the playoff race. As much as I have been impressed by Sky Blue, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Utah. Okay. I'm going to go with the draw on that one as well. Draw City. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to look ahead into the weekend's games? Sure. Okay. First up, you have Washington Spirit hosting Chicago Red Stars. Well, that should be a fun one. I just don't think um, – Hmm. Huh. I'm going to go with the draw for that one. I think Washington getting some of their U.S. players back uh, will be helpful. And I gave Chicago a little bit of trouble earlier in the year. Okay. I'm going with Chicago Red Stars on that one. That's what I was going to say first, but decided to make it controversial. <laughs> controversial Susie. <laughs> uh Next up, Orlando Pride hosting Houston Bash. Ooh. Hmm. Orlando's so unpredictable this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're going to pull it off. I'm going to go with an Orlando win. I'm going to go with Orlando win as well. Yeah. They got a little more rest yeah. last week, so. Yep. Sunday games, you have Portland Thorns hosting North Carolina Courage. Oh, that'll be fun. That'll oh, be yeah. a fun at atmosphere. Um, oh, gosh. I think I'm going to say draw. 
but I really have no idea. Those two teams, I like going up against each other. I just never have any idea. Yeah, those two teams don't like each other. I they mean, don't like each other. They're kind of both play pretty physical, and yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with the draw on that one, but I think it's gonna yeah. be a high scoring affair. Yeah. And then last up, Rain FC hosting Utah Royals on Sunday. Oh, so exciting to have two home games this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Rain are going to pull it off. I'm sure it'll be another like one nothing or super close game like they always are against Utah. Yeah, I'm going with Rain FC victory on that one. I wonder if, if we're going to have another instance of a little trick play like we had uh, – the last time Utah Royals came up here. Yeah, that was so memorable. With Megan Rapino hanging on the far post. Just did a little loop-de-loo off the far post. Mm-hmm. Then she, I was going to bring that up. She also ran to Vladko. Yeah. So she's, I guess, the third player, but the first to do it. But it was because she didn't believe it was going to work, and it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was, that's one not of my, quite the thank you for believing in me kind of run in celebration. Yeah, it's, it's not like a young player scoring their first goal and, you know, showing appreciation for that uh, for that sort of trust in them. It's a different sort of like, well, okay, <laughs> you were right. Um, yeah, okay, fine. That was one of my favorite uh, things from last season was just that whole, the goal itself, but then finding out, you know, after the match, Rapino was just telling us, yeah, it was something Vlaco designed and I didn't think it worked, but it did. So pff, here we go. I hope I get, I hope there is a trick, trick goal or like a set piece goal that's sneaky. And I hope I get another smirk from, from Vladko when I ask about it in the press conference for yeah. folks that didn't see there was a set piece, there was a corner kick after that Utah one where Teresa Nielsen was like on the far post but like out at the 18 and she tried to volley it and she hit it beautifully off of a corner kick. It was like the craziest play I've ever seen. Um, but it, it was blocked by someone and I asked if that was designed and I got a very coy smirk in yeah. a non, non, uh, that just happened yeah. response. So yeah. we have a gift for that moment. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll do it for this episode of coffee and Valkyries. Susie, as always, it's fun chatting with you. You as well. I look forward to seeing everyone at Cheney Stadium this week. Yep. So if you are able to, or if you haven't gotten a chance to get a ticket, there are not that many available because it sounds like all remaining Rain FC home matches are selling out quickly, which is awesome to hear. Get on the train if you haven't already. Yep. And we'll be back next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, everyone.